on the podcast. Are we on record now? Yeah, I see it. I just started it. Um, So this is a special Mommies on the Podcast um, Zoom conference podcast. And um, I had realized I had gone quiet during all this. Um, Like a lot of businesses, things have changed and we've pivoted or uh, gone a little reclusive like I have. And I realized that a lot of my listeners, friends, um, mompreneurs, everyone out there could really benefit from a podcast. So I reached out to some people that I thought would have good opinions. So go ahead and announce, Samantha, you can start. Who's on this podcast? Okay. Um, My name is Samantha Rauber, and um, you can call me Sam. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor in Louisiana, locally here in Baton Rouge, and I'm a specialist in perinatal mental health, so pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And so um, most of my work here in Baton Rouge is with women in our community, um, women who are trying to get pregnant, women who are pregnant, women who are already mothers, and um, all of the challenges that are very normal challenges that come along with that huge shift into um, a new identity. So that's who I am, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And then who else is on this podcast? Hi, y'all. It's Carrie Kuykendall. I am an influencer here in Baton Rouge. Um, my handle is All Things Considered by Kiki. It's also my blog name. If you want to go find me, I'm on Instagram, TikTok now. After all this quarantining, um, I also have the website, and you can also find me on Facebook. Um, I'm also a full-time hotel sales manager for a casino here locally in Baton Rouge. Um, So yeah, besides that and being a mom, I stay pretty busy. Yeah, I saw your TikToks. I'm liking all your your moves. (laughs) I'm in the over 30 club. (laughs) I like it. Well, um, well, yeah, so I'll go ahead and and stay first, like how things have changed for Clover. So and we're all in this this boat <clears throat> with the sails are up, but we have no captains with the ship. I feel like we don't really know where we're going. Um, but I can tell you what, with Clover, I would always joke to my husband, like, I'll always have a job because social media and marketing will never go away. I never really envisioned that the businesses would go away. Mm-hmm. That businesses would say, hey, we love you. We've loved everything but we can hardly pay payroll. We've got to cut back and and pause marketing or have to cancel our contract or things like that. So that was something that literally I had never planned for. Just similarly, like restaurants never, you know, floods happen, tornadoes happen, freaks of nature, things happen. Um, And you you can have insurance for a fire. You can have insurance for these things, but something of this nature, a lot of people couldn't really plan for. So I know with Clover, it has been hard. We've probably lost about half of our clients right now. Um, and that doesn't mean they're gone forever, but, um, that was interesting. And so then that added a whole new level of fear as a mompreneur is it's not just, um, my bills that were, that I'm worried about. It's my, my employees bills and their livelihood and how far we've come. And, oh, it was like, literally we went from Snoop Dogg was sharing our photos like the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, we were like, we have arrived to the next weekend. We're like, wait, everything's closed. What was happening? So that's where I am. Carrie, you work at LaBerge. So tell me what that's like right now. Yeah. So, I mean, probably what March 
16th, I think was the exact day that the governor announced that we would have to close down. Um, and so the entire casino has been closed, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's never happened before. It's very new to everybody. Um, we have over 800 employees that work there. So right now, um, you know, we're all just sitting at home waiting, you know, for all this to to leave us. It's kind of crazy. And just the unknown, I think, is scary for a lot of us. Um, you know, working in the hospitality industry, you think you're never going to see this. People are always going to want to, you know, spend time and stay in the hotel and have meetings and events and stuff like that. And so just for that to all go like on hold, it's, it's kind of scary. Um, so it's been hard, but we have a great little community there at LaBerge. So I uh, definitely have a job when I go back. That's not, you know, anything that I've been nervous about, but we are currently furloughed. So not, you know, getting paid right now, but still having my health benefits, which is super nice because my kids are all on my insurance plan and, that would have been crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll make it through. <laughs> and then for you, Samantha, I mean, the interaction, just when I met you, when we did our podcast, I, mean, I was telling Carrie, I said, I'm going to try my best not to cry, but there's something about Sam. She just gets you so comfortable <laughs> and you can just, I was like, she is in her, her, the job that was made for her. Like you were in your, where you need to be. So I was like, oh, but maybe if you're in a computer, I won't get the same vibe. I don't know. How has it affected what you do for women? Well, first of all, if, if you have to cry, you might have to cry. You know, <laughs> right now I tell a lot of women that same thing. If, if it somehow helps relieve all this pressure that we're all feeling to cry, you might have to have yourself a little bit of a pity party just to make it through. You know, that there is no shame in feeling the feelings that come along with the entirety of this grief experience that is new for so many of us, for all of us globally. Like you said, there's no insurance for that, and there's no plan for that. This is completely unexpected, and I think Brene Brown quotes it best when she says that we don't know what we're doing, you know, that, that we're all trying to figure out how to survive this total crisis, this trauma that has somehow just dropped out of the sky and has taken over our reality. And so the changes and the tolerating of those changes and the writing out the uncertainty that Carrie said is hard sometimes, is hard for all of us, including mental health therapists, right? And, and having to drastically change our practice to holding space across the room from somebody within six feet to then be across town and separated by these computer screens. And so I'm finding that the shift for myself as far as working with women and the, whatever balance is possible in maternal mental health is still a region that we can all kind of get in the zone over the computer for, as long as we can ride out the awkwardness of not looking at each other's faces, but into a camera and then, you know, riding out the discomfort of, of not having that intimacy in a therapy room, but it's still possible to heal even doing it virtually. I know a lot of people are really grieving the loss of not being able to go into a therapist's office and, and have that safe space. And all of that is very valid. It, it, it really is. We're, we're having to totally reconstruct what our new normal looks like in ways that we never thought we would do for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know um, 
to my husband, he's considered essential and he's only considered essential because the oil industry is essential. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a mean way. I love my husband, but I mean, I, do, I just don't understand if, if there's this such a severity of this disease, certain jobs being essential versus some not. But in his case, his, his job and his life has not changed one bit. He wakes up, he goes to work, he comes home, everything's still the same. And the way him and I um, view crises or, or view um, uncertainty are very different. We learned that through our own marriage counseling. I'm thinking five years ahead, he's thinking five minutes and that's just how we are. And there's, there's wins on both sides. And, and it's great that we are that extreme sometimes because we can really balance each other. But the other night, I don't know, it was maybe last week, and I was sitting there telling him, like, every single thing about my life has changed. And he's like, but you've all, because he was saying, well, you've always worked from home. Like, this is, this should be fine for you. You, you know, you, your job consists of being with the computer. So you're still with your computer. You know, he was trying to build me up, but I had to explain to him that there's no light right now, like a definitive, like, everything goes back. May 1, everything goes back May 15th or those kind of things. You know, you'll have all your clients back at this time or that time. I said, it's that uncertainty. And also it's the fact that I'm with the kids and I'm trying to distract and give them fun times. And also it's still their childhood. They deserve to have fun. I mean, we check birthdays and all those things. And it's like, I thought that I had the weight of the world on my shoulders before all this happened. And I feel even more so now. I'm glad that we're in a place where we can communicate better because I can't imagine if we still rarely actually were honest with each other. But when I was like, telling him that, I said, you just don't give me a solution. Just listen to me and hear me out when I'm telling you my whole life has changed and yours really hasn't. And I need you to understand that and not try to fix it. Just listen and, and just hear it. Because he kept trying to be like, oh, well, get a schedule, make a calendar, do that. And it was like, I don't need to hear that I need a meal prep. I don't need to hear that I need, you know, it was like, I just didn't, I know those things. But in that moment, I just needed him to hear that this isn't easy as it seems, you know? You're, you're bringing up a conversation. And by the way, disclaimer, this is not mental health therapy. This is a conversation. You're bringing up a very, very real source of conflict in many, many marriages that sometimes in heterosexual relationships, wife might really need space to be held and heard and seen and understood. Husbands might need problem fixed. And this comes from sociological research that a woman, gender norm specific to a heterosexual couple in a straight relationship, right? That a female's desire in those ways to be seen and heard and understood far outweigh the solution that sometimes man brain in the way that it has learned to operate life denies, dismisses, comes with the best of intentions of providing a solution, but really misses that chance to connect in distress. And this is the time period that we are in distress, that if there's anything that we can offer is not a problem to be fixed, is not a solution to be had, but a listening ear, an acknowledgement for the way that we feel. And that can go a long way. It seems to be a foreign language to many, many people who are solution-oriented people. And that's also 
serves a great purpose, but we can't get there until that feeling is validated. And now is the time more than ever that validation is so key for people to move through this newfound crisis that, that, that you're not actually working from home, but you are working at home during a crisis with children. And so life has changed pretty drastically and, and life has changed for so many of us. And so just the acknowledgement that it has changed can really go in a long way and making that burden feel less heavy if it can be understood by our partners. Have you experienced that, Carrie, at all, like with your husband, like trying to talk about how you feel? Absolutely. Almost every single day, like he is the problem solver of our relationship, but I, unlike you, I'm, I'm not working. So, you know, I don't have anything to really do except for take care of the kids, do their homework. And so like that is, you know, I think hard for me. I think out of everything, it's like my ego that's kind of like, I don't know, it hurts in a way. And so like every day is like, what are you going to do tomorrow? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, But yeah, I mean, he always wants to be the problem solver. He's like, well, get on here, do this. And I'm like, I mean, I'm going to bounce back. Like I'm going to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into my blog and maybe do some things there that, you know, I didn't have the time to do before because I was working full time. So I definitely have experienced the same thing with the hubs and he, he's working same thing. Like he's essential and nothing has changed for him. I mean, he's working from home, but other than that, I mean, he's been in his office all day today. So. So you kind of touched on something I want to talk about. So I've seen these posts going around. I'm sure you've seen them, Sam, where mm -hmm. it's like, if you aren't taking this time to like learn a new language, master a new skill, blah, 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 then you never really wanted it at all because here's all your free time. And I'm not usually the one that gets too like hashtag triggered. I usually, there's not much that actually triggers me. I'm pretty much a positive, laugh things off, roll by things, scroll past things I don't agree with type person. But when I saw that, it really went straight to me because I was like, typically when someone thinks about me, they do think ultra productive, like get things done, go get her. I don't want to do anything like for my clients who do listen to this. I'm sorry. Things have been delayed, but literally you would think I have all this free time, but in the end, if I'm not a hundred percent, I feel like I'm zero. I don't have like a middle ground where I just like can accomplish a few things and then like do what I, I just feel like all of my creativity is so zapped that I'd almost rather do nothing than deliver a bad product, if that makes sense. And even like my, my five-year-old this morning, he said, is today a stay-at-home day? And we're at how many days into this? Like weeks, right? He should know that it's been stay-at-home days for forever. But he was like, is today Saturday? I said, no, it's Thursday. He goes, but it feels like a stay-at-home day. And I'm like, baby, they're all stay-at-home days now. Like you're still not going back to school. And it was just so funny that a five-year-old is lost on what day it is. And I feel like I'm like Groundhog Day. I don't know what day it is. But um, I was bringing that up because I feel like more power to you if you are able to take this time to learn a new language or dive right in. But in that moment when I read that, I felt, you know, you're right. My competition in the marketing world is probably learning everything they can about TikTok and learning everything they can about click funnels and this and that. But I was like, I am such an exhausted, anxiety filled place that I could care less. Like I don't even want to go there. And so then reading that made me feel even worse, like even smaller. Cause I'm like, great. Now it's not that I just don't have the time. I just must not want to. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And it's not everybody's reality right now that they have this gaping amount of time. In every household, that might look different depending on the furloughs and the layoffs and how life has changed so drastically. And, you know, we have to remind ourselves that we are in a time period of adjusting. And what that's going to look like is probably not our most productive selves. In some regards, some people might be able to turn up the heat in that way. And that's their vision of coping subconsciously and they might not know it but for others it's very realistic to have decreased motivation in regards to this major grieving process that we're experiencing right now and might take a little bit of time to work work that motivation back in if that's even available you know and and it may or it may not be and and just acknowledging how we feel along this process, we don't have to like attach meaning to it. And I know that there are lots of memes going around that are funny and I don't even know some of those like social things that you were talking about that you want to gain more knowledge on. Like, I don't even know like whatever followed TikTok that you're mentioning. I don't know what that does, but you know, there are a lot of influenced memes out there that will add to feeling worse you know, if that's not what your reality is. And you have the power to find the memes that work for you during this time. And, and you're gonna see a variety of them and you might have to dismiss the other ones if, if they do cause such a visceral reaction because it, it hurts. But that certainly doesn't mean that you must not want to um, learn another language if you simply just don't have the time to. It's, it's different. Yeah, because I feel like this isn't a vacation. This isn't like, because someone had said like something funny, like you know, we all said we wish we had a longer weekend, like or, or different things like that. Well, here's your wish granted. Aren't you happy now? And I'm like, but it's not the same. A little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Things are not so black and white right now. Right. Well, um, so what have you um seen out there? I know you mentioned Brene Brown. Um what what are you seeing as something for mompreneurs? So there, there are people that either have a side hustle or they have a business and now they've got kids that are home. Like how can we still portray? And I don't, I never keep things fake with my kids. Like they know, and that's not bad if you want to shelter them, but like clearly my older ones, they're aware there's no school. They're aware things are different. You know, we can't, like I go to the grocery store, they can't go, things like that. So they had to obviously know why. And my five-year-old runs around the house singing, this song that Kate and I made up about, um, it's, what is this all about that space, no virus. And it's funny because now when I just ask him for space, just cause he's like being on top of me, then he starts singing about the virus and it's so funny. And I'm like, that's not really what I intended when we made a funny song. But anyway, where I was getting is how do, how do you think as moms, we, or what's the best thing that you've heard on keeping your kids from picking up? Cause my kids are fun is on my anxiety. Because I also feel like if I hide it all and I push it all down, well, then that just means I'm going to explode. So what, what are some things you could suggest? Well, well, first of all, you're probably doing a better job at that than you realize you are. I mean, coming up with a song and letting your kids sing about a virus that can be so totally devastating is certainly not sounding like it's making them anxious. It's, it's creating memories with them. And then it also allows our anxiety to get a break, doesn't it? When we can kind of, you know get that reminder that this is a time where we can have fun and be anxious, right? That, that both can coexist there. As far as the anxiety goes and working with women, um, 
a lot of what I have picked up on across the years is that our expectations of ourselves are way too high and that we're, we're shooting for perfect. You know, not only are we supposed to have a full career and take care of children, but now we're supposed to do it and add another language to that during a pandemic when we probably have very, very real concern about loved ones across the country who, who may be susceptible to, to death during this time. But for some reason, our expectations of ourselves are growing greater, aren't they? Like we're supposed to get a trophy for doing this quarantine thing. And is now is not the time to be a hero. Bigger, now, bigger this. now is not the time to be that trophy. We all have to figure out what works best for our own families. And if it looks different for you and it looks different for another mom, that's okay. Like chances are you're both trying to do your best. And we all have different levels of capacity for what that looks like. And for those of us who do have anxiety and have to put forth the effort of managing that, we constantly have to remind ourselves of who we're comparing ourselves to or what idea we're comparing ourselves to is actually non-existent, that it's a myth, you know, that that, that perfect mother um, and all of those hats that she wears um, actually exists because we're, we're all kind of losing our shit behind the scenes, right? And, and it's important to acknowledge it when we lose the shit, right? And do whatever repair that we have to. And so if, if mommy gets a little bit more stressed and is irritable, then, you know, we call ourselves out on it and we apologize to our kids and we lean into that with them so that we can kind of stay connected and also teach our kids that feelings can exist, you know, because we know what anxiety does when we push it down. It starts spilling out sideways, oftentimes manifests as anger and irritability for both mom and dad. And so we're not going to be the best version of ourselves during a crisis, but we can certainly become better versions of ourselves when we just give ourselves grace and forgiveness for not meeting something that never existed anyway. Right? Carrie, have you seen anything as an influencer where you've got these other um, blogger people who are like now taking the time to like make amazing photos or have you seen that in your realm at all? Yeah, absolutely. When everything was kind of starting, we all are in a group message and we're talking about like, what do we do? Like, do we stop what we're doing? Do we stop putting out the content, you know, that we were before? Do we change it? Do we get more relatable? you know, not that we already weren't, but just like, Hey, I'm doing my nails at home now. Like this is the kit I bought on Amazon. It took a week and a half, even though I have prime to come in, but I'm still, you know, wanting to paint my nails and this is what I'm doing. So for me, that's been the easiest like outlook in the sense that, you know, I'm in this too. Like I'm at home with my kids. Like this is what I'm doing with my kids. You don't have to do that. But as an influencer, you know, obviously people, look at that and they're like oh wow like she you know is doing different activities and baking more and doing tiktok videos if you know that's what for me is making me happy at this point then that's what i'm gonna do i know that some people you know kind of judge me maybe for that you know during this time i don't really suffer with anxiety a lot i know my husband kind of struggles sometimes with that and so um i understand it but for me personally like I just like immerse myself into more things. And so like taking on more challenges and being, trying to be the super mom, but like also doing all the things, like that's kind of just how I cope with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, as an influencer, I, I definitely feel like people are, you know, watching me more now than ever. Like, well, what is she doing at home? You know, she's not going to eat at this restaurant or that. So, I mean, it's nice that the audience is still there and they almost want to know more in a sense. So, but yeah, other influencers, same thing. Yeah. I know. I, um, wonder too, um, prolonged trauma and, and things like that, um, I wonder what like synapses in our brains and what things we are learning having this be so strung out. Cause I know like, um, like even like people who have really long labors, like they sometimes can't remember a lot of it cause it was like struck strung out so long. And I know with me, like all of my children, it was all traumatic, you know, birth. So I, I struggle remembering a lot of it. And I think about a lot of my childhood, even there's like, parts that it's like what I remember are actually the pictures that I've seen not so much all the in-betweens and I wonder if a lot of that was stress and anxiety and those kind of things so then I think about this this is a lot longer than our like week-long hurricanes sometimes that come through you know because I feel like people have made comments like well if anyone can handle it it's Louisiana because we have hurricanes floods you know we can handle anything and that's been a, a fun uplifting meme I've felt like um but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, well, this is really long. And like, we know how to handle, like when the weatherman tells us like what color this means and where it's going and this is so unknown. So then that just, that just does make me think about even for like my, t- she's now 11, like her having this prolonged stress and anxiety because she's so um, high functioning, wanting to do so perfect with school. Like this morning, she got dropped off by her dad at six. And I found out she already had done her homework. And so that's why she was asleep so late at nine. She never sleeps in. And when I went in, I was like, hey, I just wanted to make sure, you know, you don't miss your little uh, Zoom conference. She goes, I already did all the homework this morning. I'm like, what 11-year-old is waking up at like 6 a.m. in the morning to do her homework? Mine. Um, But I just wonder if that's her little bit of like, she can control that. And in a sense, I know I look for things that I can control. So I feel like she's like hyper-focusing on school. So I guess I'm, I always get all over the place and I don't know where I'm going and I ramble a lot. But what do you think about like this prolonged kind of like unknown stretch, this longer trauma? What is that doing? Yeah, so you're asking a really good question and there's not research that I'm aware of on a prolonged amount of a pandemic and, and these long-term results of what that looks like but you are identifying ways in which we all have to find our own way of coping and for your daughter it certainly sounds like um you know getting some schoolwork done and and finding productivity um by the way that sounds familiar you know and 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 she is your daughter right and so some of this has been learned by her too and in the ways that you've modeled what hard work looks like um but as far as like long-term negative impact um we don't know yet we don't know yet but we do know this is traumatic for for some of us and the way that trauma works doesn't necessarily um, elicit the same response within everyone I mean we're all in this together that doesn't mean that we're all going to experience it the same way and that's where trauma really makes a difference for different people and so you know when when trauma you know takes place some of us might walk away with a few bruises, whereas others have broken bones, right? And, and that timeline and what that looks like and, and how to heal from that 
um, may look like a different recovery process for two individuals who experience the same thing. And so um, it's, it's hard to know for sure like what kind of structural um, changes in the brains are going to happen, but what we do know and what we can compare it to are, is the research on how brains change during trauma repeatedly. So when there's repeated trauma, and certainly losing a job can be that, and having to let go of employees can be that, and not knowing how to pay for my next grocery bill can be that, is that the cortisol increases in our brain, which is a stress hormone, and it can really create toxic levels of, of poisoning in a way that our brain is having to figure out how to repair itself afterwards. And so, um, you know, high, high stressors have a negative impact on our lives, unfortunately. And at the same time, I always find that there's hope because our brains are wired to endure traumas. So they're also wired to heal from traumas. And so we don't know what kind of everlasting damage that high level of cortisol and the stress hormones that are being released in our brain are gonna have, but we do know that recovery is possible from what had happened during this time when we can get to the other side. But there's no harm in along the way because this is such a long time of uncertainty that we can't already start that process by actively grieving, by crying when we have to cry, by reaching out for support. Most therapists have turned their practices into teletherapy at this point. There are free crisis lines. There are free groups that are available. So, you know, that, that we're not completely doing it alone. And as a community can really kind of rally together and use those resources that are available to make the weight and the impact of this trauma a lot less heavy than to have to carry it on our backs alone. Yeah, Carrie, have you seen any of the like live happy hours or any of the things that like people are doing? Can you, can you share about any of those? Yeah, um, I know that you've been doing a lot with Point Marie um, and I love that it's a variation of things. It's not just the workout every morning and it's not just music in the afternoon. Like there's people doing arts and crafts and talking about skincare. So that's been really nice. Um, a lot of influencers are doing like virtual happy hours. And so they're going live on Instagram and they're just having a conversation that they probably, you know, would have had, um, personally, and they're having it for everyone else, you know, to listen to, to hear what each other are going through and how this has changed, um, for them. And a lot of them do work from home. And so like Amy was saying, like, it's, the same, but it's different. Like everything is stopping. Like you're not getting as many collabs and companies aren't wanting to work with you because they're saving their resources. Um, so a lot of people are just speaking out because they have that platform to, you know, voice their opinions on that. And they have that audience that's listening and, you know, they find that very relatable. So I think that the virtual happy hours definitely, definitely help. Um, I know that I think Louisiana is doing a concert like this weekend all the churches are doing all their um, virtual stuff. So, I mean, it's great that we've turned into that and it hasn't just shut down completely, that we are able to continue, you know, to have that virtual relationship, although it's through a computer or a phone, which is different, um, but it's still there and it still feels like getting a little normalcy. Yeah, I kind of feel like through all of this, 
um, a lot of the silver lining will be that this technology that we always say, oh, it's ruining our children or it's making us not um, be able to have conversations or look people in the eyes or blah, 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 all the things is it's kind of been the thing that saved us because I, it's funny though, anytime my phone rings, my uh, toddler, she wants me to turn it on so she can see someone's face. And I'll, it, it could be a client. It could be, it's not my mom. You know, I have to be like, it's not, it's not lovey. I have, it's a work call. It's a client. Um, but they've even learned like they, that's how they see people now is through the phone. And um, I think it's been really nice to see the celebrities who've stepped up to do like the some good news. Uh, have y'all seen that? That John um, Krasinski does? Oh, yes. Okay, so, you know, the guy from the office, um, he was like, you know, all there, all that there seems to be now are all the negative news, and that's what they show on, you know, Fox and CNN and MSN and all, all these things, so let's come up with some good news, uh, like, daily show, and he just spends the whole time talking about good news, and it was it's so fun to watch, and I feel like a lot of other people are taking the time to kind of chime in and share good news because we are all so desperate for it. And um, I can't imagine where we would be if we didn't have Zoom conferences or telemedicine or being able to just text and call our friends so easily. So um, I feel that's a little silver lining there. Mm -hmm. Finding the silver lining is really important to make it through this time. You know, that, that some things have been such gains, right, during this time. Um, that there doesn't necessarily need to be this negative connotation following technology and the ways that even during social distancing, we're still being kept close. Right, right. Well, um, I don't know if there's anything you guys, you know, want to want to hit on or touch on, but um, I think we're at like the 30 minute mark. Um, and I, I don't know um, if there's anything else, if you guys want to share anything, any kind of resources or anything you guys I know, Carrie, I feel like you've been doing a great job with um, keeping up with your exercises and fitness. I was like good for like the first three days and now I just tune in and like them so they get likes on their exercise pages, but I haven't done any of them. So is there anything you want to share about what's getting you through this? Yeah. So for me, I'm a creature of my routine. So I wake, I'm waking up at the same time every day. I'm, you know, making my coffee, getting the kids breakfast. And while they're eating breakfast, I like wash my face, brush my teeth, put like workout clothes on or regular clothes on. But most of the time it's workout clothes because if I put them on, then I'm going to do my workout. If I don't put them on, I'm probably not going to do it. So once I get them dressed, their teeth brushed and they're doing their homework, we do all their schoolwork in the morning and then I'll work out right after. Um, and then we'll have lunch right after that. So I think that routine helps me for sure. I was very fortunate that the workout plan that I followed anyway, it offered an at-home option through their app, which is the faster way to fat loss. So if you're interested in that, you can go to my Instagram, all things considered by Kiki, and there's a link for it. Just a little plug. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have gym workouts and at-home workouts, and they also have low impact workouts as well. So even for those who haven't worked out in a while to do all the burpees outside them doing there's something else that you can't be doing. So that's definitely been helping me. I've been baking. Um, my little secret is that I wanted to be a pastry chef before going into what I do currently. So for me to be able to like bake from scratch right now and have the time to do it, it makes me very happy. It makes my heart full that I have fresh cookies out on my counter 
And so maybe everyone isn't eating them, <laughs> um, but you know, I got to make them, which makes me feel good. And then just, you know, every afternoon, like hanging out outside in our safe space that we created. And, you know, it's nice just to have that routine for me personally. I love that what you said there, the safe place that you created. I feel like in a place where you feel like you don't have control, finding the things that you can and also um, creating something safe for your loved ones. I think that's beautiful. Um, I know we, I never thought I would ride a bike again. I'm like, not that old, but I hadn't ridden one in forever. And Kate was wanting one for her birthday. So we got everybody bikes. So we've been riding bikes around uh, the neighborhood and it's, it's just been funny. But in that moment, you're just riding bikes. There's no, there's no pandemic. There's no schools are closed. And it's so sweet. Like my butt really hurts. I need to find out a new way to do the seat. Cause I'm like, this is clearly for like professional people that bike. There's like gears and all kinds of, I don't know why my husband bought me that one, but she loves it. And I love it too. And I think it's, it's kind of what you said without even realizing we had created one is having a little safe space. I like that. So I have a couple of resources that I want to share yeah, um, anybody who's listening and um, as far as mental health goes during this time, uh, know that whatever you're feeling um, is okay, that it's okay to not be okay and there are resources available. So right now in Louisiana, um, there's a keep calm during COVID-19 phone line um, that is free to use for people to check in with licensed therapists on the other line to talk you through whatever feelings that you might be experiencing. And that number is 1-866-310-7979. And so that's free for Louisiana uh, residents to talk through anything when it comes to how they feel about this pandemic. And another resource that I want to give is psychologytoday.com. You can type in your zip code um, and many clinicians in private practice um, who have converted to teletherapy will be on there. Um, sometimes this process really helps if you can kind of build a connection with a profile that seems like it might fit the fit the need for what you want to bring into to those sessions. And so you can kind of just type in, um, you can filter it by insurance. You can, you know, reach out to those counselors directly to start building a connection. And so resources are available. Um, and, and if ever there was a time to take that step, now would be a good one. And so I wanted to leave those on there as well. Oh, I love that. And then weren't you on another podcast recently so we could share about that one? Um, I was on another one recently that was a Facebook Live event. So um, St. Christopher's Addiction Wellness um, in town is a wonderful rehabilitation facility for um, men and women now. There's a women's um, group as well, um, recovering from alcohol abuse. And so they're doing really great um, free help basically in, in some Facebook Live events and interviews with local therapists. Um, and so if you go to the St. Christopher's Addiction Wellness Facebook page, they, they run those videos um, on their feed. It's not a podcast that you can listen to, but it's a video that you have to watch. So um, St. Christopher's is doing a really good job of, of keeping the public informed. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine if you're struggling with an addiction and then throw this like cherry on top. 
that right was right um well okay well i guess we can go ahead and wrap up i am just grateful to have seen other humans today not just my little ones um and that y'all were willing to get on here and do this i think that people will have come away with some connection knowing they're not the only ones who have you know been furloughed or have um had their whole life change um hopefully they can reach out for some of that some of that validation and again trying to find some sense of normalcy where whether it's a schedule like carrie's doing or maybe you know finding your safe space um I, I feel like every now and again, there's some kind of golden nugget in what we talk about. So thanks again. Um, if they want to follow you guys, can y'all just share, uh, Carrie, you can go first, how they can connect with you. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is all things considered by Kiki. It's K-E-K-I Kiki, not K-I-K-I. -I. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, all things considered by Kiki. Um, my TikTok is all things Kiki. That's been really the fun one to go follow. <laughs> um, and then the blog is all things considered by Kiki, but you could also Google my name, Carrie Kuykendall, and it'll pop up um, through the Google search as well. Okay, cool. And Sam, what about you? Um, so I only have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Um, and my, you can look up just my name, uh, which is Samantha, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A, and my last name, Rauber, R-A-U-B-E-R. -E so if you type that in Instagram and add LPC to it, uh, that's my page. And then I also have a therapy page on Facebook where I'm constantly kind of posting um, some tips and articles and resources um, that, you know, if if right now isn't, isn't a time that insurance can cover therapy or, um, if, if therapists haven't been able to reduce their rates for their own family reasons, then, then this is a time where free help is out there, you know, and, and sometimes just following therapist page um, feels like the support that's necessary at this time. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And thanks to anybody who's listening. Um, stay in touch and follow along as we all go through this together. Okay, thank you. Bye. And that wraps up our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We will be dropping fresh podcasts every Thursday. If you want to hear more, make sure to like, follow, or subscribe, whatever it is you need to do to receive notifications. Follow us along on Instagram at Clover Creative Agency for branding tips and to catch behind the scenes recordings from today.